Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 496. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. First being the We Stick Week and Geek. The We, the the geek. we Stick Geeks? What? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, bringing you the top stories of the past week. Uh, next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out October 19th. 2022. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're taking a look back at some of the comic books we read in September of 2022. Right. <coughs> it's the monthly look back, guys. We had to come back to do this show just for the look back, because otherwise, you know, it would be... It's already mid-October, and... We lost we, we lost a little bit of time. We lost some time there with celebra- with life and celebrations and all that, but... uh you know what's not, even if we weren't doing the show, there would be one thing we would be doing, and that is experimenting with beer. And by experimenting, we've drank a lot of beer, and now what we do is <laughs> mix beers together for fun to see the science. We can get better beer. Uh, yeah, um, I brought this to the table because I was talking to one of my regulars, and he said one of my buddies was down at the Southern Tier Brewery. And when they're well, they're down there. They're doing fifty fifties of pumpkin and warlock. And um, he says they're great. I started doing them; they're delicious. And I said, guys, let's do, let's do fifty uh, fifty. Man, we've had pumpkin and warlock on the show so many times, and we've never thought to do this. Yeah, probably because you know what happens to me? I never buy warlock and pumpkin kind of together. I always right. like go to the store See, and I'm I, like, oh, it's pumpkin week. I, I then, do like, because they're always like right on the end cap, and I'm like, yes, and yes. Like I was oh, get them both. You pull both. Yeah, they're, they're they're just pricey. You know, they're what fourteen ninety nine, which isn't that pricey anymore. Yeah, that's not that bad. <clears> I mean, <throat> the four pack of pumpkin that I got was eleven ninety nine. So I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah. Okay, so it's not terrible. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's actually really good pricing. Uh, but what do you guys think of the fifty-fifty? Um, I have something different because I don't have Warlock because they didn't have it at the store that I stopped at because I stopped in a rush on my way home from work <clears> when <throat> I uh, I got a little bit late. So I'm doing a uh, pumpkin and Guinness. I'm doing the uh, the draft uh, style, more traditional fifty-fifty. Ooh, look at that head on that man! Ooh. I did a very abrasive pour with it because mm-hmm. I was trying to rush. Actually, oh, even just with like a Guinness, that's really good. <laughs> I I imagine with the the Warlock, it would be a lot more of that cinnamon. But I don't know if I did like a strict like fifty fifty if my ratios were off a little bit because I'm still getting a lot of that like that pumpkin spice coming through, um, and then I'm getting that nice kind of like roasty Guinness on the the tip of my tongue. Uh, I took I took a slug out of each bottle. Ew, get, why do you uh, have slugs in your bottle? Mm. Well, that's um, yeah, yeah, salt them. Uh, <laughs> just to get like a bearings of where each beer is. And I think the 50-50, it kind of just turns up the pumpkin mm-hmm. and turns the roasty down a little bit. Um, but it's still nice. It's a good, I mean, it's a good variation of um do you do you have like a guinness or a different like irish stout available 
Something like I a little bit not. drier. Okay. I do not. I, all I have, I, I am sitting in a room surrounded by barrel aged bourbon beers. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> My, I think it, the yam from the pumpkin still comes through. It, it, it's just a more yammy warlock. Like it's, it's, it's good. It's fine. It's just, I don't know if I would do it again with this. I'm now I'm more interested I'm, to do it with a Guinness. I would say, yeah. I mean, get All right, like a next Guinness week, or just like a stout. Like, what, next week, let's do a Guinness. Um, like, well, the I thing with the th- get, drink pumpkin for like a fifth time this year. I'm fine with oh, it. I yeah, love this right. beer. Like you care. Don't get me wrong, but um. <clears throat> well, Pumpkin and Warlock, they should have the same amount of spices in mm-hmm. yam to them. It's just the different base beer is different. Yeah. So. It's um, it's okay. It's not. I don't think it makes either beer better. I, I would agree. I think I think the both of them stand up a little bit better on their own. It, it is nice to have a little more that cinnamon Spices yeah. kind of um, pop a little bit more, but I don't know. It's still they're still both see. eight and a half percent, and I'm sl- you know slugging them down. down. down there at the slugging them down, getting amped. Slugging them down. I don't know why I keep saying slugging them down, but it's my new thing. Hey. If if I was at the brewery, I'd be you know more interested in doing this because it's kind of like you know <laughs> kind of a cheeky kind of fun thing to do. Like while you're there and they're pouring it, and you're going to get straight from the tap. Where, you know, I could see it being a thing there, and if, especially if it was the same price as having one or the other. <clears throat> there wasn't an upcharge for it. Yeah, I would try it at the brewery. Probably the only other time I would try it again. Like, I'm not going to do this again at home. <coughs> would you do the Guinness? I would try the Guinness. Just because, you know, I don't need another reason to buy a Guinness. I love buying, I like Guinness, so. Yeah. And you Me know, too. you know what else I like? Huh. The, Me? the top geek stories of the past week. No, you know that's not true. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If they're ha- we don't really have any happy stories, do we? Well, we do have one yeah. happy story that the internet is totally all for and isn't complaining about it all, and that's the Super Mario movie trailer. Because this looks like it, it's a good-looking trailer. It yeah. Looks- uh, Done Looks by really Illumination like a- Studios, who does the Despicable Me and like the Minions movies, so they know what they're doing, like character design wise and animation. Like they make fun, fun family flicks. Yeah, it looks like an amazing trailer. I can't wait to play the game. Yeah, uh, the biggest thing coming out of this though is everybody's loving the look of the movie, but they're just not happy with Chris Pratt voicing the character because he's not doing the typical like Sammy Mario voice. But I sent you guys the article. Like it came out like months ago, like almost a year ago, that he wasn't going to be doing the the Mario voice because right. it's it's like it's something different. This is still an all star voice cast. I'm I'm probably gonna check this out. I don't know if I'll see it in the theaters, but you know, when it pops up on Hulu or Peacock or what have you, it's definitely something I'll spend an afternoon dipping my toes I- into. Yeah. I, the other thing that is crazy that people are complaining about is Mario's butt. What? He doesn't have a... You haven't seen that? No. Everybody's, no. Compl- everybody's complaining about that he doesn't have a donk. Why uh, do they want people, thick Mario? 
<laughs> but like people have been comparing like uh, the outrage. Of- <laughs> I just I started typing in Mario doesn't, and then like the very first thing that pops up is Mario doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> Is that a Mario Lopez thing? No, like, it's like a be libel. So it's let's, a let's be careful with that. It's a Mario like meme that someone made. It's like a, it's just okay. well, because he collects uh, all those coins, but doesn't. I'm assuming so. But like people have put up like um, Sonic the Hedgehog's first eyes, and then the the re the redone ones for the next movie, and then they put his flat butt with a big badonk. I can understand because Mario does have that like pound that move that you do when you jump up and then you hit down on the directional pad and he'll like grab his legs and like he'll smash through blocks that way. Yeah. So if he doesn't have a butt, he's going to injure his tailbone. But he's also just a plumber. Yeah. So you I don't need know. a I'm, big butt. So you got a I'm, big plumber's crack. Otherwise, I'm on a internet gonna... watch list now because I'm getting like <laughs> other that's right. stuff that's popping up here. So so are Paul and I for uh, looking up army ranks uh, pre-show. I thought the track. We can figure out how far in the military Sergeant Rock was. We're like, oh okay. Well, he's been promoted at least once. We, we like, so well, you, once or twice. <laughs> and we're like, <clears> I don't know. Um, can you be hired in as like a sergeant? Is that possible? Uh, no, because, well, if you're hired in, then you're automatically an officer, so you're above sergeant. Okay. I think. Uh, the, what Remember, I s- John and I had to just look this up on the internet, I, so we have So no you don't have to worry. I just sent you the picture for the dramatic reading. It's not Mario Butt. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that is Mario Butt. I know usually we send stuff back and forth depending on what we're talking about at that moment. This is not one it, of those moments, though. He's wearing overalls. He's wearing overalls. Nobody has a butt so, in overalls, anyways. Nobody has a butt in overalls. I listen. My kid's got a butt, and I mean, he's wearing costumes, and you're like, man, that kid's got a big butt. You remember how I was saying I, I was on a watch list before, John? <laughs> Welcome to the I team. I don't have a big butt. I have legs that go straight into my back. So <laughs> I, it's just jealousy. I'm writing down so many things right now <laughs> for the title of this episode. <clears throat> but uh, so the, some of the sad news is um, the fantastic actress Angela Lansbury passed away at 93, 94. Yeah, she was. Uh... Did she write about it first? Mm, and no, was it done in no, a small town? No, <laughs> no, no. So I remember for... watching Murder She Wrote growing up, and I didn't like it. But now thinking back to it, because I've never revisited it at all, I think it was probably awesome, and I would wind up loving it if it was on now. Would you like uh, any murder-based podcasts? Um, I do. I don't listen ben to a lot. Um, the world itself is the world itself is terrible. I mm-hmm. I try not to dwell too much on that stuff. Um, the closest I get is whenever. Um, Bailey Sarian would put out like her murder makeup mystery videos on YouTube. Well, Chris, kind of fun. I will say uh, Peacock has seasons one through twelve. I might check it out and then uh, and if you don't if you don't have uh, Peacock, mm-hmm. you can watch season. I do have one Peacock. And, How dare you accuse one me? One and not. two and five and six on Freebie for free. Ah. Uh, 
I don't trust any of those other ones. Like, I felt like I was tempting fate when I downloaded the Tubi app on my phone. Or my, I can't uh, remember I did Freebies, my phone or what. Freebies owned by Amazon. Okay. Always remember. I, I think Tubi is too. An app. Just it just blank, blanket internet safety thing. If you're inside an app and you go to and it blinks you to an to a page uh, to put in. How do I get card. inside an app? Boop, boop, boop. Hello, phone. Can I get inside you? What are you talking about? Inside okay, an never app. Mind. Never mind. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, uh, this one's kind of sad. I mean, she had a long, <laughs> wonderful career. Let's try to you know keep it going. Um, again, murder. She wrote. I. I will probably like check it out someday when I'm off and just like put it on when I'm cleaning. Uh, Mrs. Potts, hello. You want to talk about you want to talk about thick cartoon characters? Uh, I I hot, will that one. I will pick. <laughs> I will pick Angela Lansbury in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks yeah. over Mary Poppins any day. Wow, that's. Ooh. I, mean, I don't that's know if I've ever seen cake. Bread Knobs Bread. bread what is it called? Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, she's a witch. I don't think I've seen that one. Fighting Nazis. It's dope. I've had uh, Disney Plus for <coughs> years now, and I still have not watched that or Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, Bed knobs what and about Apple Dumpling Gang's rides again? I'll tell you this: I tried to watch Apple Dumpling Gang and turned it off. Yeah, uh, and Good one of know. one of the things that Yanni always likes to point out too, whenever we talk about Angela Lansbury, because she comes surprisingly often. Um, she was the original Mrs. Lovett in oh. uh, what's my called Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. Yes, yeah. So yeah, you know what? I'll, like on I'll, Broadway I'll, or yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Hey, pro- cheers to you. Probably not on Broadway. Probably in like wherever, like in, Eng- in England when it originated. The West End Theater. The West End. <clears throat> hey, cheers yeah. to Angela Lansbury. Ooh, that, this one was off on my my ratio. This one was a little bit more pumpkin than the, the guinea. <clears throat> Still good. Uh, and something else that might be passing away is the MCU's Blade. Um, announced last week that the director walked away from the project, but there's few other issues happening with it since uh director has walked away they have stalled any of the work on it the movie itself has been delayed it's also pushing back everything else that was supposed to be coming out from the mcu uh we're just in one of those times now where a delay means a delay means a delay means a delay yeah unfortunately this is happening and it hasn't started shooting yet unlike other times where uh directors have walked away and they've gotten you know, somebody else to come on uh, to to uh, pick up the directions, like Ant the original Ant Man. Um, <clears throat> forget, uh, oh my uh, goodness, what Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright, who was replaced by uh, Peyton Reed. Yep. Uh, this has was scheduled to start shooting like in two <clears throat> weeks or a week from now. Um, now it's it's been delayed. They need to find a director. It's they're shutting down production on it completely. Uh, the release date is moving from November 3rd of 2023 to September 6, 2024. So almost a full year. Well, you got to give a year months. to to get a director in, to get a script, and... Uh, Do all your pre-production stuff now, because <clears throat> new director, new script, like, things are going to be changing. They might be able to salvage some, like, designs and stuff, but... 
Um, and one of the things that somebody at work said to me, and I like was like, you know what? I'm in agreement. Is um, you can't masturbate in the walk-in fridge. Well, that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too cold. Um, but to bring in um, Michael uh, Gallacino, Giacchino, yes, who who directed and co-wrote uh, Werewolf by Night. Because that was a really, I I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a fun take on those characters, and he had a great style and look for that. So uh, I I yeah, straight maybe, love that, and I think this is what Marvel should be doing from now on. Like instead of doing like the full big movies, do these you know <clears throat> short, maybe like half hour to an hour Marvel special presentations. Introduce these characters, and then from there, like, you can have a Midnight Suns movie where you bring all these characters in together because you've already laid the groundwork. You don't have to do, like, a whole two-and-a-half-hour movie or, like, try to, like, weed someone in there like you did with, um, like, uh, what's, oh, my gosh. Like Daredevil and She-Hulk? No, like, oh, my gosh. Um, like... Blade at the like, end of like Hawkeye, Hawkeye in Thor. Like you don't have to like mm-hmm. kind of like force someone into something and then like have them walk in later and be like, yeah, I'm Hawkeye. Here we go. Like you can just have everybody kind of already be uh, be known in that universe and have mm-hmm. have a way for them to just come together and you don't have to like dwell too much on it. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think if I was the actor. And I just spent weeks and weeks and weeks just doing sit-up after sit-up, push-up after push-up to get ripped. To know that now I have to, like, maintain? Or at least, like, ugh, it would drive me crazy. Like, okay, we're going to start shooting in a couple weeks. I am ready. Oh, wait. It's going to push back. We don't know when we're going to start shooting again. Like, how can you stay in that kind of physical fitness like regiment where you're just like screen ready like for that long like i have i don't talk to chris evans up for a run talk to chris evans who did it for what 10 years staying in captain america shape yeah but there was movies where he was just putting on really big sweaters too so you don't (laughs) know you don't know what's going on down there also, also i'm not trying to make assumptions but if you're getting paid millions of dollars to do said <clears throat> task, it's it's probably easier to talk yourself into doing it than just be like, "Oh, can't can't stop I, and get a hoagie today." To like, wrong. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, well, I even, got paid twenty million dollars. Can I can skip the pizza today? Even then, um, oh, what's his name who played the new Batman? Um, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. They're like, uh, his trainer would come by and be like, hey, uh, you ready to work out? No. It's like, well, what's that? Oh, I had a pizza last night. You know, like, he, he was like, I'm but fucking Batman. I'm in a suit. Like, he's still like fine in that I'm, role. Like, I'm skinny. I'm lie. I've done a couple push-ups. I don't need to be in amazing shape. Same thing. I mean, I'm assuming this version of Blade, he's probably going to be wearing, like, the trench coat. He's going to have probably the body armor on. That's fine. All right. I, I'm just saying what I, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking I'd be annoyed. I would be, I would be limited. more annoyed that my movie was announced years ago because mm-hmm. it was announced before the pandemic, mm-hmm. 
and it's been three years, and now the movie's starting to supposed to get going, and I'm unhappy with the script. The script's not up to snuff, and the director bails right before we're actually supposed to do it. That's be the stuff that I'd be annoyed with. Mm-hmm. And again, like you can't be annoyed with the pandemic because it's the freaking pandemic, and mm-hmm. who knew what was going on for those you know the last three years? But. <clears throat> Yeah, it would be more of the other stuff going around that, that, you know, he, and, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Oops, okay. Yeah. But something that I'm not going to be lost on is what book I'm picking this week for The Look Back. Yeah. Oh, what, what book are you picking up? What, what date are we doing? Oh, this is going to be for the 19th of October. Oh, and I'm looking forward to picking up on the 19th of October, Star Wars Darth Vader, number 28. Perfect jumping on point. Uh, this is dealing with uh, Headmay's handmaiden, uh, Sabi- Sabe? Sabine. I don't know. How- Sabine, no. Sabi? Who? It's, there's no N on it, but Sabine, Sabe? Uh, and she's like teamed up with Darth Vader because uh, she's like, no, no. This is what Padme would have wanted for some reason, but now she's going to like hang out with the like meet the emperor for the first time. So I'm like, all right, that cover just intrigued me because it looks like Padme and the emperor together, like hanging out. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh right, it's okay. the the handmaidens. Because yeah, she had a bunch of like her Look like handmaidens that were basically like decoys. Because one of them, like, died in an assassination attempt. Am I remembering the prequels yeah, correctly? Yeah. yeah okay. That was... Uh, Kira Knightley, That was right? Kira Knightley, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm looking and at I it right now. I think what happened is that she actually didn't die. She was... But people thought she died. And she was, you know, just knocked out. She got to medical attention. She survived. But that was during... Uh, <clears throat> the... the uh, Rise of Revenge of the Sith was happening, so she kind of lost, got lost. <laughs> so, People lost track of her. And uh, then so, she poses as Padme to draw Darth Vader to try to kill Darth Vader because she believes Darth Vader killed Padme. Now she's learned that, you know, Vader isn't who she thought he was. She was. He was. And that's all that's happening in this book. Of I Darth just... Vader. Because I, I clicked on it on League of Comic Geeks, and, like, the first comment on it, the only comment for this book is, like, why are they making Sabe look identical to Padme? Like, I know she was her double and everything, so she has to look pretty similar, but she still looks like her identical twin. Yes, because yeah. she had to look exactly like her to be the decoy. Yeah, yeah. People. That's what... People. That's what oh, this is uh, interesting. I like that they yeah. can kind of dig deep into, like, some of this weird random Star Wars stuff, because... That's not a like a thread I would ever think to pull on, but I'm glad I'm glad Darth Vader is not Darth Vader himself, but you know the Darth yeah. Vader book. Yeah, but uh, Chris, what thread are you pulling on? Um, I was just double checking to see if there was anything else coming out that maybe I missed, and uh, there's there's not. So I have three books coming out this week, but I'm just going to go with. Uh, Nightwing number 97. I've been loving this uh, Tom Taylor Nightwing run. It's everything that you want and love about Nightwing uh, in one fun monthly book. Like, it's it's absolutely perfect. Like, this 
book is something that you should be reading if you're a fan of Dick Grayson and Nightwing. And like maybe you slept on it for a while or you stopped picking up yeah. Nightwing because it was it was pretty rough for maybe like two or three years. Uh, he's back, baby. He's back. Uh, so Blockbuster's back. Not now. He's dead. Not now. But did they also bring back Tarantula? Because I not, always enjoyed Not yet. I'm, I've always kind of expected <clears throat> her to return, but it hasn't happened thus far. Maybe. John, I hope yeah. you feel better, buddy, because you're uh, yeah, still I can't, coughing. Can't shake, can't shake this cough. Uh, can, but the book... Can you get to the comic book store? Yeah, I, I can, and I have. Cool. Uh, and the book I'm looking forward to is Crypt of Shadows, number one, from Marvel. And this is a Halloween anthology book. Uh, $5.99 for the book. And you are getting the characters such as Bloodline, Man-Thing, Morbius, Victoria Monstelli. Who? Uh, the, I don't know. Uh, Wolverine, um, the, lo- the female uh, Wolverine, uh, Laura Kinney, I think. Elsa Bloodstone, Moon Knight, Victor Strange, and Werewolf by Night in this book. Um, and I'm, we're always down for anthology books. But you know what? That DC one is $9.99. I'm gladly going to pay $5.99 for this book with characters that are that go bump in the night. Uh, versus sometimes it's weird alien stories with Clark Kent and uh, Lois Lane in a cult. Like, these are actually the characters that fight the things that go bump in the night. And uh, I'm going to enjoy it. Well, I'm hoping to enjoy it. I hope so. I but get ready, you to. might read it for a look back. Hey, I'm I'm okay with that. I I like a lot of these characters. Um, I'm glad that they are bringing Elsa Bloodstone into the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was a big fan of her miniseries because that came out right when we first got back into comics, and then her appearing in the next wave, Agents of Hate, really fun character. So yeah, I'm okay with reading this. And you know what else I'm okay with reading? Dramatic readings? A dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading from X-Men Demon Days, number one, page eight, panel two. But it's better than another night with a rock for a pillow and your furry butt for a blanket. That was a dramatic reading from X-Men Demon Days, number one. Page eight, panel two. You know, Paul, you could do like some good phone work. Eh? Just, can you say in that voice? Can you say hello? This is Peppermint. No, no, I don't <laughs> think I can. Because I don't know if I could replicate that voice. If I it, it was like, okay, I don't want to do anything too racist, but I do want to do it dramatically. So you know. <laughs> I understand Chris Pratt's uh, plight, you know? I just say, hey, I understand. Hey, it's me, Mario. It's me, Mario. Forget about it. No, no, he he can't say forget about it. What? You can say forget about it. He's still from New York. You know what would be funny is, like, if they had done, like, the mushroom scares him, 
And he's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, it's me, <clears throat> Mario. And he does like his normal voice, but he has that joke of, it's uh, trying me. to do it. And, and then he coughs, like, because he, he fell and he hit all those mushrooms and he had to clear his throat. Hmm. I oh, mean, I, I feel like that would make the internet a little happier. Oh, the spores make him do the goofy accent. I don't want the internet to be happy about anything. <laughs> I'm taking this away from them. I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Oh, Goonie style. Nice. Uh, you know oh, what we're sorry. Give, though. This, this, uh, sidebar. Did oh. you ever wind up watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus? No. Okay. Sorry, all the talk about, like, Mario changing reminded me of Sonic and ugly Sonics in that, so it's a lot of fun. But yeah. Sorry, you Nobody's can... complaining about Jack Black being uh, Bowser, though, which is... <laughs> he sounds good as Bowser! He does sound yeah. good as Bowser. I liked it. I'm like, okay, cool. But, like, why the weird, like, oh, why not have the voice... Is there a voice actor that does Bowser's voice? Or does Bowser just grunt all the time? I can't even... But that's, a, that's, but that's also the thing, like, it's not like you've ever had a full-blown Mario talking for it. Two and a half hours. Like, it's always just, wahoo! Yeah. Yippee! Yeah, very true. Oh! Like, <laughs> it's a me! Here we go! I can see where that could be grading for, yeah. for that I feel like, time. I, I agree. I feel like it would be like, oh, they're doing the voice! I am sick of this voice! Yeah. I'm a sorry, princess! It turns out, I cannot deceive you! I'm sorry, princess. It turns out I have chlamydia. <laughs> uh, too many of mites. <laughs> These pipes are so clean. Like it <laughs> sound like it would get annoying. <laughs> does sound like it would get annoying. Almost as annoying as reading a solicitation for a book and like believing that it's going to be one thing, and then it turning out Sue to be Storm it, still being Sue, an Italian. Sue Storm Diehard. Yeah, yeah. Because this book was solicited as Invisible Woman Die Hard. We had a whole episode. Wait, was it Invisible about... Woman Die Hard? I can't remember what the title for that yeah. episode was. Yeah, that was it. Okay. It was Invisible Woman Die Hard. And I was excited about this <coughs> because I thought it was coming out after the uh, the judgment happens. But no, it's still tying in. It's part one of Judgment Takes Four. Okay, but, four. but tying in um, is basically... They have to have something to take Reed Richards off of the table. Like, nothing else really ties well, into... Well, that's fine, because that actually ties in into the whole Die Hard scenario. Because Hans Gruber in Die Hard wants to take over the... Uh, uh, Tamagotchi, that isn't the right word. The, the, what's Na- the, Nakatomi the Plaza. Na- Nakatomi Plaza. He's breaking in in order to get the sa- get, break into the safe for the, the something-something... Verified bonds, whatever bonds that that are in that safe. Uh, this person is breaking in. Obaletta, uh, breaking in in order to uh, steal Reed Richards' Reed Richards' brain. So somehow. Uh, I do not. So know it's a safe. I do not know this character. It seems like it should be someone that is known from Fantastic Four's history. Oh no, I, not I, from I Fantastic Four's history. Did you but Google from? It? Marvel Boy's history, uh, first appearing, created by Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones, and first appeared in Marvel Boy, Volume 2, Number 1, 
uh, published back in June of 2000. Yes, I did have to Google it and look it up. I'm on Marvel Database <clears throat> right now. Because at um, first, honestly, like when they showed her minions start kind of like popping up and forming, I thought it was going to be like Mole Man's daughter. I don't know, because she starts talking like, oh, my dad. And it's like these weird like... Well, when they did gross, the... Like, Ground-looking people, like dirt people. When they did, like, the the wasp take the computer, and then it looks like a honeycomb that took over the building, I was like, oh, it's it's Hive. Okay, it's this is going to be a Hive takeover. Hive's DC. <laughs> is it? No, uh, there's AIM, and then there's Hive. Hive's DC? Wait, You're wait, thinking wait. Hydra. No, isn't there a... I don't name? know. Isn't there a H I V E? Like it's all uh, it's an acronym for. And isn't that a part of AIM? Uh, no, I probably just got stupid bullshit. Uh, shitty science well, based teams. They're wearing beekeeper outfits, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and those robots looked like. Hi stands for Hierarchy of International Vengeance and Extermination is a fictional terrorist organization appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Ah, I was yeah, you are well, Chris. They're shitty villains and I they're, thought they were they're being branched over. I can't remember what uh cuz you fight against them in was like the Justice League game that came out that was like a ripoff of Ultimate Alliance. I forget what it was called, but you, well, you fight them in that. This character is the daughter of Dr. Midas, who then becomes cos- like a cosmic person, and they basically go around stealing from alien races, extra-dimensional dim- extra races. He's very intelligent, and he has like a universe-spanning crime organization that she then takes over. And, and then, then has known... And then has to dress up like a leather mommy. Yeah, because it's... Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones that created them, so... No. Uh, I think that's more Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones. Yeah. Just doing the doodle. Well, like, I'm a little confused, because I don't know anything about this character, but an Obelette's <clears> like <throat> a... Basically like a hole in a castle that you would just like throw someone in to die. It, it's, it's a secret dungeon that's accessible only from a, uh, a trapdoor... In that secret dungeon's ceiling. Paul Googled it. <laughs> yeah, I did Google that. Uh, uh, you I guys don't... aren't up on your labyrinth? Because uh, Sarah falls in there and Huggle helps her get out. Hmm. I have not. I have not watched it in forever, but. Uh, Paul, I'm kind of surprised this book isn't what you wanted it to be because it read exactly it... like you, you sold it to us when you picked it for the list. I thought it was a one shot. I'm like, oh, it's coming out of an event. I thought it was coming out of an event, and it was going to be tied into the event. <clears throat> I thought it was going to be just be a one-shot. No, it's a four-part miniseries, because this is definitely the fill-in writer and artist before the next group takes over the book. And I will say, the beginning of this book is very slow. It's very so slow, set and stuff I was up. So annoyed, and it's all a voiceover of Reed Richards in his think tank. <laughs> but when Abelique shows herself and attacks, mm-hmm. 
and then Sue Richards turns into John McClane, it becomes Sue Storm Die Hard. Like, it becomes Invisible Woman Die Hard. And I was like, yeah, this is what I wanted the book to be. I just wish it hadn't taken half the book to get here. Yeah. But so, it was great. I mean, <clears throat> the solicitation for it does say, taking of Baxter, one, two, three, four, part one, judgment times four. Hmm. Taking of Baxter, one, two, three, four, begins now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's exactly what you you said it was going to be. And I was like, because yeah. I honestly forgot about it until I started reading this. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Paul, Paul picked this. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it. Well, I wanted that last half of the book to be <clears> the whole book. I wanted it to start there. Like, I don't need the tie in. Because what also annoys me is, okay, this new writer comes on. And it's not their fault. Like, hey, you're going to write the Fantastic Four, and you're going to tell me, the reader, what your idea of the Fantastic Four is. And that's that's all that we're getting in the whole, like, oh, i got to solve this problem as as uh, Reed Richards, and I'm going to go into my <clears throat> thinking tank and think about it. But then he's like, I'm going to describe who Sue Storm is. I'm going to describe... <coughs> Who Ben Grimm is. I'm going to describe who Johnny Storm is. Yeah, but like, that was my complaint about it, though. But when he does go into the thing of like, everybody thinks Sue Storm is this, Mm -hmm. but really she's this. And it's when he's Uh. saying that, she's taking out all the dudes. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. uh, Sue Storm is like Sue Storm would be this kind of a character with these powers. She would be a badass. She would be like, oh, I don't have to do that. And I don't need I, to stop your bullets with my force field. I'm just going to stop you from firing the gun with a force field. Yeah, like yeah, it's jammed now and it's blowing up in your face because that's what I can do. <laughs> like all that was like I loved all that but it's just the parts <coughs> with the rest of the fantastic four where it's like your stereotypical like hey I'm Johnny I'm flying around in a hot rod hover car look at me hey, whoa this is a good pizza <laughs> no we're we're done it's we're done me, talking it's a job. we're done talking about Mario now <laughs> like everything else just seemed well the thing is like, is you had it like for some <clears throat> reason they felt like they had a takeout we have to take Johnny out we got to take read out we have to take this out but also it could have just been reed went through a portal yeah sue's got to protect the portal these people have come in you know things with his family he can't get there johnny's banging broads like there could have been anything versus the well i i do feel like this was just like an idea that was proposed Mm -hmm. for a comic book and then they're like can you work it into yeah. like acts? Like, and it's like, oh, yeah, instead of just doing what he's doing, Reed's trying to solve this problem with the Celestial. I don't go ahead. Him being in the safe, like I said at the beginning, him being in the safe and he's surprised, cool, because there needs to be a safe situation <clears throat> for it to be a diehard. I, I, or the original diehard. I, I don't think I've seen two or three. Or is there a four? There's five, or there's five. I don't know. I I I seen yeah, the first one. There's five because it's a Christmas movie. Um, I I have to say, I would buy issue two. 
I would buy the second issue. I would yeah. read the rest of this because that next issue should be yeah. Sue Storm Die Hard. I would read number two. I don't know if I would buy it, though. Like, I had no issues, like, getting into this one. I had fun with it. <coughs> um, yeah. I liked it. I, I thought it I was know, fun. I, there's just some issues with me knowing that this is going to last just the four issues. Then the new creative team takes over. And their first issue is going to be what? Them describing who the Fantastic Four is to me again. Because that's a constant thing that happens. And is this going to be four issues? I don't know. Okay. Well, one, one, two, three, four, right? The Taking a back to building one, two, three, four. Or so. one, two, three, four, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Okay. Also, there's the famous movie, one, uh, The Taking of Pet, uh, Pelham, one, two, three. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, that's a great movie. Not the remake with John Travolta. Is it famous? So it's famous, though. Uh, yeah, uh, Quentin Tarantino stole the characters call each other by colors, and he stole that for Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, famous movie. I got you. <laughs> what movie are you talking about, though? The Taking of Pelham 123. Okay. Hey, Walter Manthau's in it. Uh, Ben Stiller, so... Jerry Stiller's in it. Hey, um, what's his name? Um, Doesn't it mean the... it's good. Walter Matthau is in uh, Dennis the Menace. Oh, and John's not saying it's good. John's just saying it's famous. No, it's it's actually really good. It's good. And um, know, I what's know his name from the... Jaws? Who does the the scratch on the the board? Uh, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw's in it. Robert Shaw's really good. I know when I visited my older brother in college, everybody had a poster in their college dorm room of what's the name of the movie again? Uh, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. No, no, what, what, not well. Reservoir Dogs, of course. Fight Club. What was the name of the movie you're talking about? The one, uh, two, three. The, taking a Pelham one, two, three. Yeah, they definitely had the poster of taking a Pelham one, two, three, and not Reservoir Dogs. And if you could, if I could get a movie poster, that'd probably be really cool. Where's my Where's my movie post? I got my movie poster of uh, Terror Train in here. I was somewhere. gonna say, where's your Terror Train poster? <laughs> it's in here somewhere. The same. Famous movie. Granted, I'm not a movie person, so you're probably right, John. It's probably very famous, and I should. That's a reference that I should have. My, if I was more with it, I should have caught. I mean, the remake's got Denzel Washington and John Travolta. You've told me that's the name of this. Are you talking about Training Day, bro? Oh my gosh, I love the Training Day, bro. Check out my lips; they're so pink. Oh, I just, I just helped fight Optimus Prime, bro. Well. Look at my brother Donnie. We're selling burgers. Can you believe Mark it, Wahlberg? Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg isn't in Training Day. I thought he was. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> no, it's uh um. Oh, what's his name? He was the bad guy in Moon Knight. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's in it. What movie am I thinking about? With he's in some Mar- bad cop Mark movie. Wal Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's in a lot of bad cop movies. With uh, the Departed. He isn't the Departed. He's he's a pretty good in, as Dignum in uh, The Departed, though. Do you think he'd be good in a movie where he's in a uh, squad of army people fighting an army of undead? Yo, bro, I'm Sergeant Rock. Uh, no, no, he wouldn't be Sergeant Rock. I'm not saying that. Bro, oh, no, Sergeant he Rock, one of the look at ones. my dick. Making <laughs> porn. Bro, can you believe it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm going through his IMDb right now. And that, uh, what movie is that? 
Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, the movie that made oh. him a star. Uh, and <laughs> my my pick is DC Horror Presents Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead, number one, written by the great Bruce Campbell and art by Eduardo Riso. And um, this is Sergeant Rock in World War II, and Hitler's got little... He's working with his scientists to bring back the dead to help win the war because he's losing. Bro, look at all these apes. Can you believe there's a whole planet of them? Donnie, check out these apes. Uh, I saw them in theaters together. (coughs) No, I saw that in the theaters with Chris Roy and my mother. And Chris Roy had my mother in stitches. Uh, and I remember at the end of the movie, he turned to my mother and said, it was Earth all along. And she, <laughs> I do not remember that. And she was like, she lost it. She still brings up that kid in that movie theater. I don't remember that. And moment. she also brings up, we Chris hates playing card games. So we taught him how to play a California golf with like skip bow cards. And and Chris was like, I don't know, just do this. And he'd flip things over, and he just was destroying in the game. He was winning. And he just was like, ah. No, I think this. that was also the first time I ever had Tang. <laughs> no, that was your – I bought you that for your graduation. I think we had Tang there too, though. So that's what, <laughs> that's what Weatherlock went. <laughs> Some skip bow and drink tang. Afterwards, kids are gonna go see Planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sergeant Rock, um, sorry. <clears throat> Sergeant Rock. Uh, World War II, Hitler's bringing back the dead to do it, to <clears throat> refill the ranks of his, ar- his losing army. And. Um, <clears throat> They bring in Sergeant Rock and uh, the Easy Company to take these guys out. This book was okay. Out of all the books we read, this out of all the books we read, this is the one I would not pay for issue two. So this is the one that I kind of went in with the lower <laughs> expectations for, and was surprised and actually wound up really enjoying it. I know Bruce Campbell has done some writing, like he's done books, he's done like TV, he's produced stuff. Uh, I don't know if he's ever written a comic book before, and if he has it, it hasn't come across like my desk. I read some, didn't he write some of the Ash versus the Evil Dead um, comic books? I don't oh. know. Um, check check it out while I'm, I'm portraying my thoughts out loud. Uh but I was actually surprised, and I know you had... The man with the screaming brain. Oh, I, I, I bought that one. That one wasn't good. Yeah. Um, and I know you had picked this for your pick for the list, but I don't remember you saying Eduardo Rizzo was on <clears throat> artwork for this. And um, Rizzo, obviously famous for doing a lot of Batman stuff uh, and also working on 100 Bolts alongside Brian Azzarello. Uh, and I feel like it... Him on art led a lot of weight to this book that 
I think it kind of needed because it could have came off as like really slapsticky and schlocky, <clears throat> but it was done so serious. See, you say that, but I'm going to say I couldn't tell who any of the characters were. You don't need to know who any of them are. But you should know who Sergeant Rock is. Yeah, Sergeant Rock. He's the guy with the helmet. Yeah, but they show him a lot without the helmet on. So I'm sorry, like, Sergeant Rock in any medium is just going to look like a a guy. A guy. Uh, And that's, when I read this, I realized that I don't know anything about Sergeant Rock and Easy Company. And the thing is, is like Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, you can tell all those guys apart because one guy wears an eye patch, one, one guy's, guy's got, got a bowler a hat, bowler and a yeah. big orange mustache. Guys, one guy's got a French beret on. One's, it's the uh, pop culture sports teams yeah. all over again. You got beret guy, you got <laughs> handlebar mustache guy, you got all the guys. You there. Got all the guys. Yeah, here you go. Um, and I don't mind this book. I would read issue two, but I don't think I would pay the. I think it was like four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Comics are getting expensive. I mean, um, but again, it's a DC presents, and I got, I bought the Francovilla cover, so it was a harder, um, a harder, nicer cardstock cardstock cover. Um, and I do think it's funny, like buying comics again, that they've gone back to just regular newsprint kind of paper versus oh, the glossy mm-hmm. pages. Um, <clears throat> but. I thought the book did look good. I think the zombies looked really good. I had fun with it, but it felt like it was taking too too long. Like, everything that happened in this first issue should have happened in the first five pages, and they should have been on their way to the plant where the zombies are being made. Yeah, so what... Instead of being a miniseries, what if this came out as, like, a black label, like, hardcover? Like, I don't know how many issues this is going to be, but if it was, you know, all four or five, like, hardcover, that kind of, like, pseudo-oversized for, like, 25 bucks. Without knowing, like, where the story's going to go or how the rest is going to And also, out. if they cut out a bunch of stuff in the beginning and just, like, got to it. I don't know because I like, think I, I don't, would be. I don't mind. The I think the, the pacing's beginning. off. I think the pacing is there just to set up like, hey, these guys think they're just getting into a regular mission. Like, no, it turns <laughs> out Hitler's got zombies now. Like, I don't need here, to here's spend what we're, two pages. Paul, your favorite them. thing about a heist movie is them talking about the plan. Here they're getting yeah. their gear for like three pages. <coughs> yeah, they're getting. We call it a handy talkie. It's, it's like a telephone, but you get to walk I don't around with it. The, Whoa, take a what step I like back. About a, I think that's a lot of fun. The thing that I like about a heist movie is they're doing the action and then it cuts back to the plan because it keeps the story going forward. So I want to mind them, like, hey, Roll out, out a blue handy talkie. Roll out a, br- a blueprint. Yeah. What are these and for? They're, they're handy talkies. Check, check, over. We got eyes on uh, and zombies. And using it in the field right now with the zombies <clears throat> attacking. Do we, have, uh, keeps- do we have eyes on them? Yeah. Yeah, these are infrared... These are infrared goggles. What do they do? And then he puts them on and he sees the slack jaws and he's shooting on them. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I get it, Paul. I think you and I are in the same boat. 
Chris, I I didn't hate this book. I I did enjoy it. I did have fun with it. I might pick up issue two. I might have already pre-ordered issue two. I don't know. I wouldn't be upset <laughs> if it is in my stack. Um, <clears throat> it's six issues. Okay. But with it being six issues, maybe you could have tightened this book up a little bit to to four. Yeah, exactly, Paul. Um, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed reading all of the books, and I bought physical copy of this <coughs> of this book. Um, I wasn't able to get. Uh, I had. I tried to pre-order after it had already come out, or tried to have the them set aside the book, um, the Batman versus Damien. They had sold out, and I saw this the Fantastic Four book when I picked up books that day. Oh, nice! And I thought about grabbing it, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to grab this book if Paul doesn't pick it for the look back, because then I'll probably never read it. Mm-hmm. Because it goes into a stack. There's books that I want to yeah. read in my stack right now because that's the problem with comic books is I have stacks of shame. Yeah. Oh, you know what? <coughs> when it's physical, at least it's there looking at you. I don't even realize that I have a stack of shame on my phone because I'm never checking that app. Yeah. I'm never looking at it. Yeah. Until it's like, oh, Paul, it's monthly look back. And I'm like, Fantastic Four at number 47. I said I would like that, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. my dresser is taller than me, and I keep him on top of my dresser, and I never look up. <laughs> you never look up. And if I, like a dog. If I am over there. Dogs can't look up. If I am over there, I don't have my glasses on, and I can't see him anyways. Yeah. But my hardcover Black Sad uh, new book is is on there, and I'm like, I can't wait to read that. Cause it's, I still, it's still sitting next to me over here. I, I'm excited to read it, because... Yeah, she never read Black Sad, but she she dug it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's probably if you don't pick it, Chris, for next trade and policy, I'm going to pick it. Nice, because the, Chris, so- the two of us have it, so why not? <laughs> I just yeah. need to buy. I, I'm the only one that needs. To buy it's it. only like twenty uh, bucks. Chris did buy a book though back in September, and he told us to read it. This is one that I picked up that, physical Chris? copy. Um, and this is Batman versus Robin number one. Uh, this is written by Mark Wade, art by Mama Desar. And this is kind of a culmination, a weaving through of storylines from uh, Batman Superman World's Finest, as well as the Damian Wayne Robin solo title, um, where Damian Wayne Robin has fallen into the clutches of the demon prince Neza, uh, and now he's finally making his power play to take over uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman's <clears throat> style of life. Pollock's confused. Well, because I remember reading Robin number one. A lot and of Robin died. A lot of stuffs, and then we're like, there's, "Look over." There's been like a, a whole another finally Damien's a dead. whole another year of stories taking place oh. on Lazarus Island. Yes. Um, I missed it. So no, does that actually happen? Like him finding this demon, devil Nezria, and Mother Soul? Does yeah, that um, in that the, book? Yeah, all the Mother Soul stuff is coming out from that book. Where okay, um, uh, I, ha- I haven't kept up on Robin too much, but I was able to glean enough from like what I had read. But yeah, basically, it's all there just to set Damien Wayne up to 
finally try to usurp that Batman detective with throne with magic in the mystic because mm-hmm. it's throwing everything off. Um, this is a lot darker than the stuff that we've actually had in World's Finest. It's hard to believe it's coming out from the same writer, uh, but it seems like Mark Waite's having a lot of fun with it. And they've done something that I've been expecting to happen for the past couple of years in the Batman comics where they, they brought Alfred back. Because he's been dead. But they yeah. still found ways to keep him around through letters or holograms or, or whatever, but... He's back now, and he knows all the things Alfred would know. Um, I, I really dug this book, and I think when I was talking about it originally, John, you were the one that was like, wait, that's a book that came out? I would read that. Yeah, uh, and I didn't I- even know... I had no idea that it was going to be magic involved in this. I just saw that it was Mark Wade pre- writing Batman versus Robin, Okay, I'm down for that. What is it going to be? And when the magic stuff did happen, when Batman goes into the Batcave with Alfred and uh, Tim Hunter and the genie kid are down there, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Jakeem Thunder. Jakeem Thunder. <coughs> and, uh, uh, or Joaquin. Is it Joaquin? I don't know. I always read it as Jakeem. Yeah, but it's an H. Yeah. J is an H. It could be. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved Batman taking out Pat, like not hardcore taking out kids, but taking out <laughs> kid, like beating up kids. Yeah. Uh, I love that Tim Hunter, like he's got like the costumes fighting Batman and it's like, I, I love this. The, t- I did love the costumes fighting Batman. That was really fun. I love the touches in this. I love like Robin going back to his headquarters and looking at all the magic stuff that they got him and being like, just stop bringing me junk and <laughs> kids. I need more to fuck this dude up. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I really dug this book. Like, I am looking forward to issue two. I'm looking forward to issue three. I'm looking forward to whatever this, because it's a mini series too, right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. And I was, I, again, you always know, you always know Alfred was going to come back at some point. And the fact that it has something to do with magic. Okay. It's easy. And, there's been times where I love that Batman he, he has those moments where he's like, I hate magic. And then in the Obsidian Age Justice League book, mm-hmm. where they're all the Justice League are killed in their spirits, and they have to wait like a thousand years to have their physical bodies returned to them. At the end of that book, where Batman's with like the shaman, he like just goes, I love magic. Like and I was like, I love I love him having those dual sides of like I like magic when it suits me and it's gonna bring me back to life, mm-hmm. but I hate magic when I have to fight it in the physical form. Uh, well, I think so even in like the Tower of Babel, Bab- yeah, yeah, like there, like the, he kind of like played around with it, where it's like, yeah, I don't have the head for magic, but I I've learned this one just to take out Zatanna if I needed to. Um, which I do like that moment in this book a lot where like Zatanna's just like hanging there, like broken neck, like floating there. And she's just like, Hey Bruce. 
It's a miss, but that's a misunderstanding of what the Schrodinger's cat idea is. The cat is not either dead and not dead at the same time. It's the perception. Yeah, it is the perception. You don't know what it is until you check. So it could, but it could be either. Like it's, it could be either. But as soon as you observe it, that's what actually locks it in. And Schrodinger was trying to tell us with that thought experiment how ridiculous quantum theory is. Yeah, but isn't it fun that he's taking that into a different, like... No, because he's taking it from a misunderstanding of it. It would be fun if it was an actual set understanding of what it was. And, like, working off of it. Taking a misconception and playing off the misconception is just frustrating. It's, I don't know, like, I'm looking at it again, and it seems like it's just a way to take, like, that Justice League dark off the table. Because it's literally just like, oh my god, are you? And she's like, no, I'm alive and dead for now. Like, yeah. It's... It could be, it could be any other news at that point. It shouldn't be Schrodinger's news, because it makes no sense. It's... Yeah, but you're the only you're the only one out of the three of us that are having this issue. I know. It's Sue Storm diehard yeah. all it's, over again. It's it's hard being me, John. It's difficult to be me. I'm so anodonic. I can't enjoy it. <clears throat> um But you look cool with your hat backwards. Well, thank you. Well, it's Sabres are playing tomorrow. Yeah. Gotta get ready. Uh, Gotta sh- sharpen your swords, guys. Sharpen your swords. I, I have uh, I enjoyed this book. I, I just, I just hate Damien so, 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 so much. He should have stayed dead. And if this, See, gets Paul, you've had like being ten years dead, of hating Damien. I, and it's not enough. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be how many years he's alive plus one year, and that will be enough for me hating Damien. It's okay. Um. I um we've we've talked about this before. I like Damien. I like just him oh. as a foil to the rest of the Bat family because I think they need those characters like Damien or Jason Todd to You already have one with Jason Todd, exactly. But, yeah, but Jason but Todd so, is they're still, is different. they're still different. And Jason Todd has become more of the anti hero hero character versus the Jason right. versus Damien. And what is Damien going to eventually become? Batman. The demon. Well, I mean, okay. if you, yeah, if you uh, remember, like the Grant Morrison, like Batman six six six, 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 like, six yeah. he's he's growing into and will take that role. And even I think the one of the covers for like number two or number three, I can't remember which one it is, but it's like like the young, like the kid version of Damien, like mm-hmm. wearing that kind of overcoat costume. So, and if you read uh, DC, uh, a deceased, uh we we did the dramatic reading from it. The deceased war of the uh, war of the gods. gods. Yeah, yeah. It's that's Damien saying, "But I'm bad." Um, I'm not peeing into into anything, guys. I'm yeah. pouring another Guinness. So if you, but what it, I'm going to say, I'm just so annoyed. Like, when will usurpers of Batman realize that Batman is only Batman because he made himself Batman, and he's not. Taking any power, he's not borrowing any power. He's not getting any help to become Batman from anybody else. 
he's a self-made man. So Damien, like getting help from Mother Soul and Demon, Devil, Nevia, whoever he is, Nevea, haven't spelled backwards. I don't know. Neza. Neja, Neza. Neza. Automatically means that you're not going to be Batman. You know what I mean? Like you're starting from, but it, I, you're starting from shaking territory, and you can never get from I, there. You can't get to Batman. So this isn't something I've ever thought about or considered before. But now that you're talking about it, I'm kind of pulling at that thread. Um, this is this isn't a thread. This is a cat here that was in my very last. Um, it seems like the uh, the Rachel Ghoul side of his family is obsessed with titles. You know, the demon's head, the detective. I, I think that's maybe just like you need to have a title to be to be someone, and that could be like, well, I'm I need to take over for my father. I need to be the Batman. It's not necessarily. I need like, that. I need that mantle because yeah, being the Robin means I'm the sidekick. I'm not the leader. Oh, I can give him a title. The Brat Man. Yeah, but Damien hasn't been the Brat character for years, and if they do make him the Brat character, it's poor writing that they're doing. But he's being a Brat now because he's like, oh, I want I want to be Batman right <clears throat> now. I will not Yeah, but know. this is... I made a deal with but, a demon. But... One, you don't know exactly what the deal was made in that Robin comic book for this. He's, no, he right. says he's been persuaded and this isn't exactly what he... It might be what he wants down the road, but these people have persuaded him to take it ahead of time. To make him think that he wants this and he needs it now. So that's that's Bruce's and Alfred's hope. That he's been manipulated. Yeah. And he's under the thrall of something. And I think it would be because Damien... I, be, I believe that Damien, anytime after Alfred had passed away, if he saw an Alfred, he would be more inclined to give him a hug than pull out a knife and stab him. But <clears throat> so in this book... But I think that's also a way to show that this isn't... It, this, this is, is Damien oh, this being, isn't, like, tainted. This is a <clears throat> Damien. Um, and I think that we've 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 seen Damien grow as a character over the it, years. And that's kind of one of the things that they did show in the the Robin comic. It was Damien learning how to be be a kid almost uh, in this deadly Mortal Kombat style tournament. Um. So. I, I saw that a couple years ago with uh, when Damien learns how to go trick or treating with a uh, Supergirl. Oh, that was actually the good story in that. Yeah, no, no, that was a standalone issue. I thought that was, was a one standalone of them. issue. That was a standalone issue of uh, Batman Superman. Hmm. Um, but I and even like in the the um, the uh, DC versus vampires with him being the. The vampire Robin, like yeah. he, even as a vampire who should be a blood hungry bloodsucker, it was his love of Alfred that kept him on a moral high ground. 
So you have this character that you know he's got a strong response to Alfred. The reason the the reason that they seem like Batman and him has, have fallen apart is because of Damien's guilt over the death of Alfred. So I think this is actually a really interesting book, and I'm looking for them redeeming Damien or Demon, uh, Damien going full evil and going that Razo ghoul. Like, if the last image in this book is him walking <laughs> out in a green suit with a green cape saying, I'm the demon head. With a sword in the Council of the Bat computer. I'm I'm more than happy to say, okay, Damien's gonna be the Razo ghoul for the next couple years till they he gets redeemed and he comes back around. I'm happy with either outcome of this, if that is the outcome. And with Mark Wade, no matter what, I believe we're gonna have a good outcome of this. Because I really like this book. I had fun with it. Johnny, you convinced me, man. Because that would be an interesting take. Wow, John, you did it. Shut it down. 496, guys. <laughs> We're not even going to reach you. Thanks for listening over the years. <laughs> have him turn into Ross. Because I don't understand what Damien does as Robin. But if he become can become like the Ra's al Ghul character. And imagine that. He resurrects Ra's al Ghul. And then gets rejected by Ra's al Ghul. After rejecting Batman. So now he's... He's rejected his, his actual father. He's now getting rejected by his paternal grandfather. Or fraternal grandfather. Like, and in doing so, he also, re, you know, rejected his surrogate father, Alfred, in order to do all this. Like, where does that leave that character? And that would be an interesting spot, you know, spot to really go from. So, yeah, and if he doesn't, and he actually, like, redeems himself and is no longer, I agree, John. You, you're, you said it. You're right. You know, it, it, it is an interesting story. It's interesting, to, an interesting story and character uh, progression that can happen here in this book. Uh, hey, wait, it's let, just let, let me wipe this tear from my eye. <laughs> Emotional uh, it's moment? just a cover, so none of this has anything to do with probably what's in the book, but the cover for number four uh, has Batman wearing Dr. Fate's helmet fighting Damien on the cover. <laughs> it just looks cool. Magic. It's not what it yes. is, I know, but if it is, well, that'd that would be awesome. That, Bruce, but, that Batman must have broken into Damien's like, headquarters because the Dr. Strange helmet is there. The... Uh, at the throne. The solicitations all say, like, everything's kind of leading up to a confrontation on Lazarus Island, which you see some of that stuff that's been there, but it would be cool if that's where they go with this. I don't think it's going to happen, but then again, Mark Wade seems like the kind of writer that would want to have something like that happen in a book, so I don't know. It could be cool. I I just want the end of the book now that I Realize that you've told me it was written by Mark Wade because I didn't pay attention. Uh, that Dick Grayson jumps out of a uh, time portal with a lion and a <laughs> lion that has its paws painted in red because it was trying to get framed for a murder. Just gouges the hell out of Damien. Just eats him. 
I got dark. Uh, guys, I like <laughs> well, because of uh, I liked all of our books last, this week. I liked I, all of our books too. I said that uh, much, before, much before, like uh, yeah. last month. I think there weren't any bad books here. Um, I think I was a little bit more positive about all of them than you guys were. I liked all of our books, even yeah. with the faults that I feel like they had. I still liked them when I finished. When I finished. Sergeant Rock. I had no complaints. I was like, yeah, no, that was that was a good book. That was a good book for somebody who isn't a comic book writer, Bruce Campbell, doing this, who wasn't just like Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn, like making it a true like Evil oh. Dead ripoff kind of a book. John, uh, Ick Liver Weeder. V, uh, Weider, the what the German guy says as he comes out oh. of the bed after it's I live again, mm. and isn't that a thing? I live again, isn't that a mm-hmm. like a horror? Uh, it's it's an army of darkness, too. Oh, it's yeah. an army of darkness, I live. So it's it's German, again. I live again, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I almost literally, like, um, Afita Zane is see you again. It's me again? I'll see you again. Oh, I'll see the same. No, that's what you say to a person that's getting kicked off a competition. Yeah, you can see them again. It's like a bye, bitch. German is the only language I actually did well in at school. Not Spanish, which I took like three years of in high school. But like the two semesters I took in college, I actually did really good in German. Uh, yeah. And uh, before we before we leave, I did drink another beer on the show. And this is uh, Paulus. Hi. Uh, this is a Munich-style Hells coming from... Um, I took Latin in high school and I my name in the Latin class was, of course, Paulus. Paulus. Because Paulus. Uh, yeah. This is from the Schilling Beer Company, which I've had their uh, Pilsner. Uh, St. Louis. Am I right? St. Louis? No, I believe they're from Vermont. Okay. Uh, New Hampshire? Okay. I always have to say it like uh, Bill Murray from What About Bob? New Hampshire? Oh. Um, I, I think I've had something from Schilling. Oh, I'm thinking, okay. I've, I know I've had something from Schilling, but I'm thinking of Schleifley from St. Louis. Yeah. Yes, continue. Sorry. Um, I'm just excited to talk to you guys. It's been a week. Sorry. Uh, I've had their Pilsner, which I really, really like. And this is a good Hell's Lager. Um, when I first grabbed it and I started drinking it, I thought it was an October. It was their Oktoberfest. Um, so I was like a little disappointed. I was like, oh, this really isn't an Oktoberfest. And then when I looked at the can, I was like, oh, Munich style hells. I've had those. I like the Polliner. I like the Benedictor. Yeah, this is a good lager. Um, so yeah, uh, great. But I did want to just put it out there that it's the Paulus. Uh, And I do a podcast. I do a podcast and I've been a friends with a man for 21 years named Paul. Paul, our friendship can legally drink. Drink. They, and you know what they could drink? They could drink from Big Ditch Brewery. Oh, guys, I only have the beers that I already talked about. <laughs> they could drink the Turkey Trotter. That's right. 
The Turkey Trot, the longest running consecutively ran race, foot race, in the world, finally has its own beer. After 126 years, 127? 120, after 127 years. Well, that's like this 20, foot race. 27? 128 years. Is it 128 No, years? but Chris, yeah. now you do the same thing that Paul did, but oh, add no, a number. No, because I was going to say, like, 127 years. That's like 127 years in turkey years. <laughs> <laughs> after 127 years, uh, this foot race has been run. We finally have an official beer. And that's the uh, Big Ditch Turkey Trotter. It's a blonde ale. It's refreshing. It's 4.6% alcohol by volume. It's nice. It's it's decent. It's clean. Um, I can understand like why they would pick a blonde ale as the beer to go to a go to beer for after running a race after running a five k or eight k because the turkey trot here in Buffalo uh, run every year on Thanksgiving since one hundred twenty six years ago. <laughs> You guys do the math. And it was started because it was a stupid, it was like a st- stupid uh, bet between two guys. And it was just two people. It's like, oh, I could beat you. If we ran to City Hall from here, I'd beat you in that race. And that's what started it. Like, and it was, it happened on, th- apparently, I don't know if it happened on Thanksgiving Day or not, but it's been moves, like, it's happened every year since then. And they're real. Well, I don't have another beer, but the beer that I'll probably be trying to bring to the next week's show uh, is going to be coming from Deadwards Brewing here in Orlando, Florida, who actually won gold for this at the Great American Beer Fest. Mm. Um, their American Style Lager Bridge mm. they won gold with. So, uh, I have to say to you guys, last night, independently, drank Big Hoppy uh, Black IPA mm. from um, I'm gonna have to Lawson's. Paul... Are you going to be in my area at all? Because I I'm in Williamsville like all this week. All right, I live just outside of Williamsville. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me know. I will throw you a can because this beer is so good. I would I if you aren't able to try it, it'd be a crime. Paul, be careful. I'm on Main Street this week. Okay, Main I'm- Main Street is nine minutes from my house. Okay, then I'm going to stop by your house. Uh, I'll send you a text when I'm leaving work. (laughs) Uh, Caitlin is off on Friday. She's working from home. I'll put it in the fridge, stop by anytime, and uh, keep it cold. Friday. All right, sounds great. I was going to just make a joke and say, Paul, be careful, because there could be slugs in it. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Could be slugs. You got to bring it back. And hopefully we keep bringing you back week after week. We've been doing this forever now. Uh, we just like to do it, so thanks for listening if you 126? have 126? 127. 127 years we've been doing this. Pretty much. It's a lot of turkeys. Uh, we like doing this. Uh, we know people are listening. Hey, thanks for doing that if you are one of them. If not, I don't know how you're hearing this. 